Welcome to the Next Level American Dream podcast, brought to you by Thompson Multifamily Group. Your hosts, Abigail and Sean, will discuss how you can take your American dream to the next level through real estate investing, business practices, and personal development. Join us as we share our experiences as a father-daughter duo who are trying to accomplish their goal of financial freedom. We hope you learn more about how to define and achieve your American dream. Here's another episode of Next Level American Dream. On today's episode of Next Level American Dream, Sean sat down with a returning guest, Greg Helbeck. Greg recently developed a productivity education platform modeled after what he does in his own business and life. He equates a lot of his success to the structure and achievement of this system and wants to share it. Over the last few weeks, Sean has been implementing Greg's course, and today they dive into how it works and some of its benefits. If you're interested in learning more about multifamily investing, please visit our website at thompsonmultifamilygroup.com. Hi, Greg. Uh, welcome to the Next Level American Dream Podcast. Thanks for coming back on. Hey, it's a pleasure to be back. I know when we were doing the first one, I said, have me on again, and I'd be happy to do it. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd have you on all the time, but I, you're, you're a busy guy, and you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you got other stuff to do than just do my podcast, but, but thanks for coming on. I wanted to talk to you about your, your productivity system. It's, it's called elite productivity habits, habits, right? Yeah. Elite productivity habits. And I struggle with this in my life. You know, I'm, I'm kind of one of those guys that just jumps up and goes to work, right? I don't really yeah. plan or think about it. And I just, I just get going. The problem I always have is I get a lot of stuff done, but I also get a lot of useless stuff done because I'm not, I'm not focused on what I, the, the, the 20% of what makes up most of my productivity. I'm focused on everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, so when I heard about your, this, this program, I was really impressed that you had this sort of synthesized and created this, this process for people to learn. And so, you know, I was excited about getting it. I've been trying to deploy it in my life with some you know success. You know, it's again, it's, I struggle with these things. So I have my forms actually. I've been working on filling them out and getting to get them done. Yeah. <laughs> so this has been very helpful too. That having the, having yeah. the sheets, having the sheets gives you the structure so that someone, yeah. someone that doesn't, isn't used to doing this, it makes it easier to kind of get started. It definitely helps. I mean, I, I this is all came from my own needs, you know, like yeah. I didn't recreate this stuff. I'm just like, what, what works for me? And I'm sure if it works for me, it'll work for someone else. So I wanted to have you back on and talk about this specifically and kind of take a deeper dive so that people listening can, can, can get a better understanding of what is involved yeah. and so what they can expect when they go and sign up for it yeah. and, and how it's going to help their, their lives and benefit their businesses and things. Yeah, Isn't for sure. Okay? It's such a deep system that we, it, we'll get in the weeds if we try to go too deep, but let's, let's hit a few of the highlights and we'll kind of talk about some of the, the key factors. One of the things uh, that's been helpful is just sort of drilling down to a weekly planner and planning out what, what's going to, I'm going to execute for the week. Talk about that part for me. Yeah, no, that's big. And that's probably my favorite part of the whole system is like kind of looking at everything on like a weekly basis, because I think a week there's, it's enough time to where you can get a lot of stuff done, but at the same time, it's, it's not like, you know, you don't really get overwhelmed because you're not planning your whole year out or you're planning your quarter out, which can get a little overwhelming. It's 90 days. So when it comes to planning the week, there's a, I, I share two ways you can do it. So I kind of give the, the people in there like two options. There's kind of the long way and the short way. Some people like the long way. Some people like the short way. But I like the short way because basically 
you know, in the system, there's, there's two buckets, basically. There's the habit bucket, and then there's like the what do I want to achieve bucket, right? So the habit bucket is, is something I've actually learned from Darren Hardy, his great book called The Compound Effect. So I, I modeled his system, and I, I kind of tweaked it a little bit. But basically, it's like this week, what habits do you need to do in order to get closer to where you want to get to, right? And, and, and those habits don't just have to be necessarily involved in your career. They could be involving your health or your relationship or your spirituality, whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat. And then within those habits, basically there it's, it's three things, the habit itself. So I'm looking at mine right now, get up in the morning early, read a book, do push up. So like the habit itself, the objective, which is how many times during the week do you want to get that habit done? And then the third column is the reality or the result, like what actually happened, right? So basically, you just set in the beginning of the week. I like to do Sundays the day before Monday because it's kind of calibrating that week. So when Monday hits, you're already planned. You know, hey, how many times a week do you want to get up before 6 a.m.? And then you write that there. For me, I have six times for the week. And then at the end of the week, I'll go and I'll see, all right, this week, how many times did I, you know, get that habit completed? So I think there's eight or 10 slots on my worksheet. You can have as many as you want. I prefer probably 10 or less because you don't want to get overwhelmed. And then the second part of the habit that I, the habits, I guess, system is that there's basically, I call it the five to 15 method. And within that you have basically like five to 15 things that if they get done this week, it's going to make progress. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a habit, right? Like you don't want to put like a habit and then also put that same habit down on your five to 15 method. Cause they're kind of different. So like, for example, a lot of them are like business objectives, like train my employee Thursday, Friday, or get one deal under contract for the week or get 55 new leads for the week, whatever the case is. But those are like things that if they happen, it's going to help. It's going to get you closer to where you want to get to. Right. And obviously this all starts with like getting specific on what you actually want and then trying to come up with a, a reasonable plan. It's obviously not going to be perfect on trying to get there in, in the most, you know, trying to get there in the most uh, effective way, understanding that there's, there's going to be obviously challenges and obstacles that are going to obviously, you know, get in your way. And then you got to learn how to overcome them and solve those problems to get to your goals. Yeah. And the way I kind of look at it, so the, the, the habits for me are things that you do every day, sort of as lifestyle yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right? That, exactly. Like I do a breathing technique. I do cold showers. I do bike rides. I mean, I, those things are my habits and that's how I look at those things. And the other things are tasks. Yeah. Um, that, that are, that are not just random tasks, but they're tasks that are targeted to your larger goal. That, yeah. And in your system, it's your weekly planning is actually part of a funnel from a greater, greater starting point, right? So you have a, a loftier goal and the, the beauty of your system too, is that it, it, it sort of brings everything down to manageable, smaller steps that are going to always target you towards yes. your larger goal. Right. That's the, that's the key is breaking it down. You made a good point there. If you don't break it down, you get overwhelmed. Like I'm like, Hey, I want to buy 45 properties this, this year. You know, that's kind of overwhelming. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you break it all the way down to, I want to get five leads today, right. That compounded over a year is probably going to get you, you know, your, your goal, you know, it's all about systematizing it and breaking it down to the smallest steps possible that you can do or your team can do. Yeah. And we're talking about just the week, but in your system, you start with a lofty goal and it, it, yes. it, it brackets down from quarter annually, quarterly to weekly, monthly, yep. weekly. And the weekly planning is really kind of, the weekly planning is almost another habit, right? So it's, it's, yeah, it's it is. difficult. Yeah. It's, it's difficult to force yourself to kind of do if yeah. you're not accustomed to it. And I struggle with this again. This is, 
I struggle with all of it, but this is another thing. So remembering on Sunday to kind of get your week tuned up yeah, and always remembering that, Hey, I've got this larger objective that I want to connect these tasks to is, is important as well. I think for me anyway, that's what I've been finding. And totally. I th- the other thing about the daily habits is, you know, I'm, I'm finding in, in my life that just having those daily habits and being consistent with them is really what's going to produce the best results. You know, I have, I'm, I'm trying to lose a bit of weight. You know, I'm a little bit older. When I started my business, I gained a bunch of weight. And I've had people say, oh, you just try this diet, try this thing, you know. And for me, it's about building a lifestyle that is sustainable. So I've, I've tried to really kind of create daily habits. Instead of trying a three-month, 90-day crash diet thing or whatever, Yeah, I've really tried to create sustainable habits. And tracking this is with your system uh, is extremely helpful, right? So you can kind of say, okay, how these, uh, this is what I want to accomplish and, and mar- mapping that out. So it's very, it's very good for me anyway. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm really happy you're, you're, you're enjoying the system and, and that you yeah. just made another good point there. Like, you know, it, it's, it's easy to get caught on to the, the new diet or the new marketing channel or the new type of building to buy. But at the end of the day, like if it was that easy to do, if you, all you had to do was get a, you know, weight loss system, everyone would do it. There'd be no value. The values and the consistency and then the consistency and the habits are, are just directly correlated. Like if, if you want to have the habit actually be, if you want it to be a real habit, you need to do it consistent. You know what I mean? Like, for example, on the negative side, you know, if you smoke a cigarette once every six months with your college friends, I wouldn't consider it a habit, but if you're smoking a cigarette once a day, then it's a habit because then the only difference between the two scenarios I gave you was consistency. You know, so that it can work, you know, for you or against you for sure. Right. And, and, and staying on track is really a, a difficult part of, of creating, yeah. you know, you want to eliminate the bad things. Like you said, you want to eliminate the yeah. smoking, the bad foods, the, the, the lack yeah. of sleep. You want to eliminate those things, but staying consistent on those things that are good for you. Having a system like this really kind of helps you stay on track to do those things that you want. And, and what you're doing is you're, you're taking tiny, tiny uh, steps or progress to your, your ultimate goal. So that's, the, that's really the best thing. For sure. And it's in that, that's something I, I need to hear every day. Right. Cause I think everyone, you know, whether you're on social or any, everyone always makes it seem like they're crushing it. There's no problems in their lives. They never feel like, Oh, maybe, you know, what's, what's going on in their business, what's going on in their family life, whatever. And I think it's, it's when you're doing the work on a daily basis and, and whether you're doing the work yourself or you have a team that you're running, a little bit of both now you you know that the days when you're consistent you know i I, i'll I'll just kind of make up the 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 type of day like the base hit day you know where you didn't like the house didn't burn down but you didn't go cash the hundred thousand dollar check like those base hit days are what gets you to your ultimate like home run day where you know you you buy a sick deal or you know you you know your employee closes a deal and you didn't have to do anything you know you weren't involved in it and like those cool days that happen, those home run days, they're all, they're brought to you by the base hit days. You know, it's like a commercial. Right. This show is brought to you by whatever. And that's like how it is. And, you know, I used to get a little, I guess, anxious or impatient. I'm like, oh, today I didn't do anything special, but I didn't do anything terrible. You know, those days are like what drive you to your goals. You know what I mean? Because it's not like every day you're going to get up and you're going to have all the, oh, everyone's calling me. It was all good news. You know, like got all these leads. They're going to give me their house. It's just, that's not how it works. So that's why you got to be consistent. You know, it's like you're setting yourself up to be in the best chance to, to hit the success if you're consistent enough. Yeah. And so if you can master this weekly planning, 
that's really going to contribute a great deal to, to the greater goals of, of whatever success you're looking for. Totally. So for I sure. think that's just having this system to, to kind of lean on is really helpful. Big time. So let's talk about, you know, once you've kind of, in, in, in your system, you've got the, like I said, the annual, the monthly, or the quarterly, all that stuff. And once you're kind of getting this weekly sort of task and habit um, system deployed in your life, you want to look at this, like you said, on Sunday, you, you go back and you look at your week and you say what was successful and what wasn't, right? So you have a reflection time period as well. Yeah. So sort of yeah. explain that part. Yeah, that was, you know, that one, I, I got inspired to do that. I think I read a book called Principles uh, by Ray Dalio. It's pretty popular yeah. now. And he mentioned like reflecting and I never thought, you know, thought of it. And I, I did it one week and I'm like, huh, because I started, I, I'll tell you how I started it because like I, you know, I was doing a lot of work in the beginning. This is a few years ago. And I'm like, man, like, is this work like productive? Is it not? Like, there's a lot of stuff that happens during the week, you know, Monday to Friday, there's a lot of stuff, you know, even Saturday, Sunday. Right. So you need to like, get out of the weeds almost and like sit down in silence for, you know, 10, 20 minutes once a week, which is very easy to do. People are always like, Oh, I don't have time to do that. Yes, you do. If you have time to, you know, eat dinner, you have time to do this for 10 or 15 minutes. Like it's crazy. You're saying that anyway. So like, you know, you, you I go back and, 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 you know, in my course, I teach how to, how to go back and say like, all right, like a week is seven days. Like, what are the good things that happened this week? Like, what was good? You know, what was productive? What good things actually happened that actualized this week, right? And then in contrast, like, what what crappy stuff happened? Like, you know, were there some deals that blew up? Were there some issues? Were there some whatever? What are some things that happened? And then this that, that's a three-part question. This is number two here. What's the root cause of that problem? Like, that's a bad thing that happened. Why did, like, what's the root of why that happened? Like, what, what was the real reason for that? Did you do something? Was it uncontrollable? Whatever. And then the third thing is, the third part of that second question is, you know, what's a possible solution that you could do to overcome that problem if it's something you can overcome? And then right there, instead of being like, oh, the deal blew up this week, you know, you could say, oh, the deal blew up this week. What's a possible solution? Well, I could go back and renegotiate, whatever, you know but basically come up with solutions to the problems that you just diagnosed. The third question uh, is really like, you know, what are some aha moments, some big nuggets you got from the week, maybe things you've learned, just kind of all brainstorming thing there. And then the fourth one before uh, the four out of five question is what are some good things? What are some like things that happened that might've surprised you good or bad? Oh, I didn't think I'd get this much money for the property, you know, whatever the case is. I didn't think the seller would, you know, go to jail before closing, you know, it could, it could be kind of something you weren't expecting good or bad. And then the fifth thing is like, what are things, what are some things you can do with all this reflecting you just did that are kind of tasks or action items you could do the next week to move forward. Uh, and then that kind of sets you up to get into your planning mode. So that's, that's the, the whole thing right there. I did memorize it because I do it every single week. I've been doing it for like three plus years. Haven't missed a week and I won't miss a week. Yeah. Well, that's, that's amazing that you do that because I'm struggling just to do my, my first week, you know, so um, <laughs> and staying consistent with it, it's tough, but so essentially the reflection is, do you, do you take, you sort of take the week as a, as a whole, or do you take sort of the tasks that you've set out for yourself for the week and examine each of those? I take a look at kind of everything, you know what I mean? Cause there's a lot of things like for the planning, for example, like I'll, I'll, there'll be like half of the things on there. I'll have like kind of no influence over like, Oh, I can't, necessarily directly go buy a property like i can i can say that would be cool to do but like at the end of the day there's a lot of things out of my control that can prevent me from buying a property but at the same time i couldn't like directly 
spend time cold calling or directly have my cold caller make calls. So like, I kind of look at the controllable and the uncontrollable, and then I, I'll like kind of synthesize both of them and kind of make my decision off of that. But it's a lot of it has to do with the, you know, the, the, the tasks and the objectives that I was looking to get for the week. And that's how I kind of base a lot of the reflecting. Cause it's yeah, and the, the goal for the reflection is to what's, what's sort of like the overall arching goal for the reflection? Is it just to refine your techniques or refine your task levels or define the problems? What is the, what is it's, the most? It's really to just see, yeah, it's, it's to really just get a whole like kind of 30,000 foot view on, on the actual work that was done between you and your team to make sure that it's on track and it's also going to capture bad things and, and, and it's going to really help identify issues a lot. Like the biggest thing I've learned from it is it, it really helps see trends before they become issues or, or, you know, they could be beneficial anyway, but you can really start to, if you spend time kind of reviewing your activity for the week, you can start to see trends before they, they get big. You know what I mean? Oh, well, I think the leads have been down. You know, I think that's because of, I don't know. And then you, you see week over week, is that trending up or trending down? And the only reason you're doing that is you're, you're deliberately taking that time to really like spend a lot of time thinking you know, it really thinking seriously on the things that happen versus, you know, when you're actually working during the week, you're, you're spending a lot of time doing, and it's, it's hard to sit there and think it's actually harder to think than it is to do because doing doesn't require a lot of mental energy. You're just there typing, whatever, talking, but when you have to like sit there and think of like, why is this a problem and how can I solve that? That requires a lot of mental stamina and i'm not saying i'm some genius or people doing this are geniuses it's just it's like a discipline it's a mental discipline just like a physical discipline and uh, you know when you turn that into a habit it's it just allows you to work much more effective you can start to see things like cut out stupid things stupid expenses you know stupid deals you know i bought a bad deal i'm gonna lose money on out in california and you know reflecting on it i was like i shouldn't have bought that property because i did no homework on it and i thought that my you know what doesn't stink and I'm gonna lose money on it, but you know what I mean. I reflect on it, and I won't make that mistake in the future. Yeah. So this time period gives you an opportunity to sort of just yeah. dive into those things that you took care of that week, and find the successes and losses, and then try to eliminate losses for the future and examine what caused them. Exactly. And then, and then try and incorporate more of those wins for you yes. in the future. And if you're doing that on this micro level, it's almost a micro level, I guess, for a weekly basis. Yeah it's really, it's really refining, refining, you know, closely on, on your immediate actions for the next week. So it, it's, it's helpful to kind of keep you always evolving really rapidly, I think. Yes, that is exactly what it does. It helps you evolve rapidly right. because it keeps you aware of the, the, the week to week decisions that are getting, getting you to your goals. That's, right. that's, so you actually, that was a really good way you articulated that. It's, it, it really helps you evolve quickly. And a lot of this is honestly based off of, I read Ray Dalio's book, this is three or four years ago. And that really helped me connect the dots. You know, I've read that book a few times now and listened to it a few times. And it's, it's really, really, really interesting to articulate how other people think. And then, you know, taking what they say and write and, you know, make videos on and using the cool stuff that you want to use in your own life. Right. Exactly. Let's talk about, so we've got, we've got our week planned. Mm -hmm. We've, we've gone through that week. We've, we've now looked back at our previous week and we're reflected on it and we're, we're refining the, some of those things. And uh, let's talk about kind of the decision making process. You know, I ask myself all the time, you talk about this in the, in your, in your system and you talk about this quite often, I think just in general, but the controllable versus uncontrollable. 
Yeah. I, I, anytime I find myself in a situation, I always ask myself, do I control this? Is yeah. this within my control? <clears throat> and what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to identify for myself is uh, what action do I need to take to progress forward? Right. So, you know, the example, I guess, is the stoic example that I hear all the time is the, the, and I've used this probably 10 times on the show, but you know, you're at the airport and, and your flight gets delayed. What do you do? Right. Yeah. So you have an opportunity to do something productive for yourself, like get a meal or get a phone calls or do some things, or you can go over and scream at the, the ticket agent that doesn't help anything. Right. So yeah. it's finding those things that you control. And the, if you ask yourself that question, do I control this? It'll help you get to a more productive answer. And you, you take it to a different level with the task that you're creating. It's controllable and uncontrollable tasks and focusing on, you know, you still want to have uncontrollable sort of objectives, but focusing on those things that you can't control the most, right? That is probably the most important thing in the, in the yeah. entire system, honestly. And, and like, I, I still struggle with it. Everyone struggles with it. I'm sure the rock Dwayne, the rock Johnson struggles with yeah. it. It's, it's like, there, there's so many things like it, it, a lot of the goals that you set and I set that everyone sets are uncontrollable for the most part. I want to make X amount of dollars. I want, you know, my family to love me, whatever it is. Like you, you really can't control other people and monetary goals. So you have to kind of like ask yourself a derivative of that, which would be like, well, if my goal is to make a million dollars next year, what's the number one thing I can do that is under my control that could help me get to that goal? And it's, you know, whatever that answer is, you know, get more leads or, you know, call more sell, whatever, you know, you kind of get the point there. But when you, when you can kind of segment that, that question into a controllable task or a controllable habit activity, it just puts you in a situation where if you just focus on doing the things you have control over and you do that over time, most likely it's going to lead to you hitting your goal. Right. Cause like, I can't necessarily like my goal is to buy more properties right now. And like, I can't directly buy one property every week as much as I would love to do that. I cannot control that, but I can control picking up the phone when the seller calls, I can control, calling back the leads. I can control following up with the database. You know what I mean? Like, so there's a lot of things that I can control and I can control my team doing the same thing on my behalf. So I think that's the biggest thing that people struggle with, including myself. And when you can kind of figure out like, like another example, and then, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. It's like, I want to lose 50 pounds. You can't necessarily push a button and lose 50 pounds. And I, I personally don't want to lose 50 pounds. That would be weird. But but you, you can control like what you put in your mouth and what you, you know, how often you move your body. And if you do that for, you know, like, I don't know, five or six months, I'm sure you'll probably lose some weight. A lot easier said than done, right? Like, let's be honest, but that's a great example of it. I think the health example, I use that in my course a few times. That's a, the easiest way to, to make an example out of this kind of concept is because that's something that everyone understands and it's, it's applicable to a lot of people, whether you want to gain weight or lose weight. And that's, you know, that's like the best way to kind of start to segment the, that principle in the, in the course. Yeah. So get healthy would, yeah. be, your, would be your goal. goal. And that's completely, yeah. that's completely um, out of your control. Exactly. Yeah, you, you can't just like become healthy, right? Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah. Right. But the things you do control is go for a walk, go for a run, go for a workout, Don't eat, uh, eat a salad wild. instead of a cheeseburger. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So those things you do control. Yeah. So you want to focus on 
the controllable elements of your ultimate goal. Hundred um, percent. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, you just you're just it's a dream at that point, right? If you're if you're not creating controllable tasks or or dream processes or whatever you want to call those, it, you're never going to get there. And I I really relate to the example you used about buying houses, right? So I want to buy more houses, and I don't control if anybody's going to sell me a house. But yeah. I do control. I can control if I call them. You know, I call ten. If I call ten leads today, right? That's going to be more productive to focus on those things I can control, and get those get those phone calls to happen, as opposed to just like thinking I want to buy more houses, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah. I I wish it was easier than that, but it's true. And it's like you you're making a good point. I think a lot of these things that you and I are talking about today they're they're connected with each other, right? Like if you they are. focus on the controllable thing and turn that thing into a habit that's controllable and it's a habit and it's going to put you in a chance over time to do the, to the goal. Like if you call on 10 sellers a day and you multiply that times five, that's 50 times 50, you know what I mean? Like it's all, you're just putting the odds in your favor to, you know, over time, are you going to hit your targets or not? And if you don't hit your targets, that's fine. Why didn't you hit your targets? That's where the reflecting comes in. What was the root cause of this? What do you, what could I have done better? You know, I have a, a whole section in the class on, you know, tracking numbers, right? It doesn't matter if it's a business number or a health number, like how many leads did you get? You know, how many offers yeah. did you make? You know, how many pounds did you lose based on the calories? It's all trackable, you know? And I think a lot of the, the people want the sexy thing. They want the push button. There's just, this is not how it works. You know, like it's just not how it works. And it's, you got to keep it simple and you got to hold yourself accountable. Yeah, you know, but the funny thing is, that a lot of times the controllables and uncontrollables. When you write them down, they look they look the same, right? They look the sim they look similar. Yeah, they do. Totally. But if you if you focus on if you if you give them equal weight, it's it's it doesn't work, right? So you have to figure out, okay, I, I control this this step that I'm taking now, and that's getting yeah. me towards this goal. Yeah. And you want to focus on those to be your actions, and it sort of all boils down to the same thing, right? So it's it's about, you know, setting goals is great, but this is about achieving those goals, right? You want exactly. to you you set yourself up to, to achieve the, the, the big goals, but also these smaller daily goals. And one of the critical questions you have to ask yourself every time is, do I control this and then take the actions that you need to, to, to make progress on those items that you do control? And that will get, get you closer to the ones you don't control, for sure. It 100% will. And even, you know, if you just did that, you, you don't – like, you know, cause it's, it's like, it's like the double-edged sword. Like, yeah, you want to have all the goals that you can't control there. Cause that's like really your target. But if you just focus on things you have no control over every day, you're going to like be miserable. But if you just have things that are controllable, you have no real end game. So I think it's spending, it's probably 25, 75, like spend 75% of your time, you know, doing the things that you have control over to hopefully achieve the 25% of things you have no control over, which will get you to your goals. Right. And you can do that with anything. Right. And I think it's easiest in business because I think in fitness, I'm not an expert in fitness at all or business to be honest with you, but I think it's easier to do it in something that you can measure easily. I think if you're trying to like, you know, have your wife like you more or whatever, like it, it's, that's a little more kind of broad, like health is a physical number. Business is a physical number. So if you do this in other areas, you can do it, but it's going to be a little bit more generic but it's the same concept. It's getting better and it's using a system to get better without just like sitting there on the couch and wishing for it. Yeah. You can use this in relationships too. So if, if your goal is really to get your wife to like you better, yeah, 
then you would probably want to find things that you guys can do together or things you can do for your wife. You know, and those are your, those are your controllable items, right? So the uncontrollable is I want my wife to like me more. What, what can I do to, what can I do to do that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's applicable. I think in a large, it is is totally applicable. It's more, yeah, yeah, no, it's true. And I've done stuff like that before, you know, and it's, it's, it's helpful. It's definitely helpful. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about, so the, I think this will bring it kind of all back to it together. There's a ton more to this too, by the way, in, in your course, it's, there's, it's, it's hours of this information yeah. and all the worksheets are very helpful. So there's yeah. a, there's a ton more, but uh, let's talk about the sort of time blocking your day and your, and your week, right? So you've got, we've got the week planned out and we've reflected on, on the previous week and we're refining everything making it better. We've identified the controllable elements of our week uh, that we're going to focus on. And then, you talk about time blocking in your course as well. And this has been helpful for me. You know, I try to do health things early in the morning and then I have blocks of work that I do. They get interrupted, of course, but you know, I, I have my weekly kind of mapped out. So it, it's extremely helpful to kind of focus on those tasks, but talk about how time blocking can, can sort of bring all this together, tie it together. Yeah, totally. So the thing with time blocking, it's, it's just basically, it's taking all of the things that you need to do and setting out, specific time throughout the day where you're going to get that done. So it's like if if your controllable goal for the week is make a hundred sales calls, you know, you're going to say, all right, on Monday from 10 to 11, I'm going to make 15 sales calls. Right. And now I'm going to block that out. That's going to be on my calendar, 15 sales calls, 10 to 11. No one's going to bother me. And the benefit to doing something, and this, this applies to, you know, you could time block anything really for the most part that gets done. When, when it gets scheduled, it gets done, right? When that's on your agenda for the day, you're going to get it done. But if you're like, oh, this week, I hopefully I'll have some time to make some sales calls. That's never going to get done because there's, there's always distractions. There's people calling you, there's people emailing you. And then when you get into those time blocks, like I was explaining, you know, sales calls, fitness, whatever, you got to protect those things. Like, and I learned this from the book, The One Thing, Gary Keller, great book. It's like, you know, I'm doing this time block thing. No one's distracting me during this time block. So like when I time block, for example, assuming I don't need my cell phone, which I don't need for the most of the time because I have a a calling software on my computer that I can use if I need to call during the block, my phone's in the other room. You won't get in touch with me, right? The only way you get in touch with me is if you walk into my office and you know, usually you got to knock first anyway. (laughs) But that the reason I'm strict about that is because like I can't be interrupted and it's, it's going to, be bad for me. And it's going to be bad for the person interrupting me because I'm, I'm setting these goals out for a reason. And then you're probably thinking, Oh, Greg, that's insane. You know, are you crazy? And counterintuitively or not counterintuitively, I have another thing I do. I learned this from a book called 12 week year. It's called buffer buffering, basically buffer blocks, he calls it. And it's, it's just time you're allocating every day. I have like three or four slots on my daily, like kind of agenda where I'm just making calls. I'm returning calls. I'm returning emails. And when you kind of block all that into like a specific time frame, it's easier because you don't spend your whole day like, hey, hey this is Greg. Hey, this is great. I don't have time for that. You know, I, I, that's not productive. That's, that's busy work. So I have three or four times during the day where I'll take my phone calls. I'll call people back. I'll reply to email. And then the rest of the day, I'm just time blocking, you know, whatever I want to time block. So it's, it's just, you want to segment that. So you're not like reacting all day and you're, you're kind of on offense versus defense. Yeah, what I'm finding in my time blocking, I've just recently started it since starting your course, and I have my my blocks of time, 
and I will schedule things in those blocks if it's if it's scheduled ahead of time. Like like yeah. th- this podcast is not yeah. on my weekly time uh, block, right? But this is this is something I've put into a time block that I normally have allocated to something else. But that that thing gets pushed to another time. It's really all that happens. Yeah. And what I find is that if you're if you're in your time block and so a distraction comes up, like you said, a phone call or an email, you know that you have a time block for that coming up. Right? Yeah. So you can just yeah. say, okay, I'll get to that in 30 minutes when, when that time block hits, right? Yes. So it becomes less of a a fear of missing out kind of thing where I, I got to get this call. No. You can say, okay, that's going to happen in, in, in my next time block. So I've got, it's it's fine, right? Yeah. So it gives you kind of permission to push it down the road a little bit. A hundred percent. As long as it's not like something urgent, like a tenant calls me saying the house is on fire. I'm gonna, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's certain exceptions to the rule. But generally speaking, like the first thing I do when something like that happens, like I'm, like someone tries to interrupt me, I'm like, is this urgent? Is this going to directly result in, you know, s- losing money or a tenant being in trouble or a con- someone on my team in trouble? And if the answer is no, you know, I'm going to push it to that time block, right. you know, but if I have a deal I'm closing and the buyer's like, hey, dude, you know, the tenant just freaking pulled out a gun in the yard. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of variables, but generally that's not the case. And, you know, and that's how I kind of, I, I put it through a real tight filter and if it can wait, it can wait. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, there's a great book. What is it called? The seven habits of highly infected people. And it's a common book, but the big takeaway I got from that thing was like, what's urgent versus what's important. Right. And a lot of the times like the important stuff, making calls or working out, that's not really urgent. Like, it's not like, Oh, I need to do this right now. Right. But the guy calling you, is, is technically it's urgent because he's calling you at a specific time where he wants you to answer, but that not, that doesn't necessarily mean it's important. So I think segmenting that he has like this whole bucket he uses. I, I recommend that's a really good book on productivity too. seven habits of highly effective people. And uh, yeah, I just got to kind of protect those time blocks with vengeance. Uh, you have to be fluid with it somewhat. Yeah, and then, like you said, there are sometimes where the priorities trump everything else. Yeah. You know, if you've got, happen. if you've got a, if you got a big, the biggest deal of your the year coming up, and and yeah. someone's calling you about that deal, you you need to take that call. You're gonna answer the not, call. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. There's, there's so that's for sure. But if I like, I'll get a bunch of emails during my my time when I'm trying to be on the phone, and if it's not related to my phone calls, I'll just push it. I'll push it back. You know. Yeah. So I it just depends. Time. But I think the time blocking, the the purpose there is to take all this effort you've put into planning your year, your your quarter, your month, your week, and and giving yourself um, every opportunity you can to get those controllable tasks or items accomplished, right? So the, the purpose is, is to give you that, that specific area of time that you need to, to, to get the weekly goals done, right? If you, don't, exactly if, if you don't set up your time blocks, all that work you did planning your week and reflecting on the previous week and getting all that stuff done can get blown up because – all of these other outside influences that distract you, you know, social media, emails, all these things that are going to control your week. And that's what happens to me a lot of the times. I, I'm really good about kind of knowing what I need to do, but you get to where you're just sort of a fireman for the week and trying to keep everything under control when really you want to be focused on that 20% that's going to move you towards your, your big goal. Right. And the time blocking gives you that opportunity. I, I 100% agree with that. And you made a good, you're like a fireman all week. It's true. If you don't do this, you're going to have really good intentions. I'm going to crush it this week. And 10 emails later, your your whole day, you're just replying to emails. And those emails are not incongruent with your goals. And at the end of the day, you're like, oh man, I, 
I totally dropped the ball today. I had all these things come up. And then the next day, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So, like, the time blocking is you got to create those time barriers and, and those time blocks because if you don't, you're just going to be distracted all day. Yeah, it gives you an opportunity to win as opposed to just being, just like you said, distracted and trying to put out fires all the time. So, I think time blocking, for me especially, it's it's been helpful. That's, that's kind of the one thing that I've been um, – most successful with out of the program, I'm still struggling to kind of navigate the rest of it, but I'm learning, right. As I go through, but the time blocking has been kind of nice. It just, I know that I have this time period, especially with my stuff, the, the things that aren't business related, I feel guilty, right? So I feel guilty about working out and riding my bike and taking that time for me. Uh, and that's how I got chubby, right? So, because I was, I was focused on work all the time and I let my health go and I've decided the last couple of years that, hey, my health has got to take a higher priority than, I, than it has in the, in the past. You know, because I, I started my business, I gained 60 pounds. My blood pressure was up. I was having migraines all the time, you know, so I was just like ruining myself. And so the last couple of years, I've decided this is a priority. So now I set this time block and now I don't feel guilty about it. It's just part of my time block, right? So it's, it's just kind of something that's going to happen that day as opposed to before I would go for a bike ride or something. And the whole time I'm thinking, man, I got to get back to work. I got to get back to work. Yeah. You feel guilty. Oh, I, I have to be sometimes, but if what, what, what good is your health? What good is your business? If your health isn't great, you know, it's like, that's, that's, and that's part of freedom too. It's like, you know, why work so hard if you can't, you know, celebrate the wins and spend the money. Right. Yeah. But if it's part of your time block, it's like, well, it's just part of my time block. This is part just what I do. Block. Right. It's I've got I know, I know I have a plan for executing what I need to execute for the day. And this is just part of it. So it gives, it takes that guilt off of you where you can that. say, this is, this is just what, what is in my time block and this is what's important. And it, it makes that a priority and it takes that guilt away from you, which makes it so much nicer. You know, I can go for my bike ride now and, and not feel bad about myself, you know, for not. Yeah. Not right. Cause it's part of the day, you know, it's from two to three, you're riding your bike. So, you know, right. during two to three, that's all you're supposed to do, you know? And I, I think that's important too. I, I do that for exercise every day. And I can I even go to the chiropractor after this, after this podcast is over because I have a little, some open time. I'm looking at my calendar and you know, at the end of the day, this was the only, like I have time blocks for the day, but this podcast show we're doing today was the only like meeting that where someone else was dependent upon me. You know, because a lot of the time blocks I can do like whenever during the day. And that's big too. Like, you know, I think another productivity hack, you know, is this isn't, I guess, not really in the, in the training, but trying to limit the amount of like meetings you have to take, mostly virtual now with the world we live in, to where you don't have too many people you're obligated to see every day. You know what I mean? Like, I think when you book your whole day up with Zoom calls, it's like, eh, you're kind of like, you're kind of stuck. So I like to limit my, my Zoom call availability or what in-person availability to like two or three a day max. And then everything after that, it's like, it's my business. I'm working on my, you know what I mean? Because I, I think people tend to overbook themselves and they're on Zoom calls all day, which could be productive calls, but you're just really kind of stuck to your computer. So I, I really try to limit my Zoom availability anywhere from, you know, one to three meetings a day. And then, you know, I'll do that every day. But that, that, that way you don't spend your whole day on this on the freaking computer, you know, with, with, you know, for nine hours. Yeah. And that also goes back to you've set your priorities for the week. And then, yeah. you know, what is it that's important, right? So sometimes... Exactly. Sometimes having a podcast with Sean is super important, right? So I always love doing podcasts. That's the, that's the facts yeah. though. You yeah, come on, some, come sometimes it's not. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to have your time to do, do what you need to do. Right. So yeah. So the, the, the one thing that unexpected for me, the time blocking for sure is, has been the freedom that it gives me, you know, just on an emotional level to say, Hey, yeah. this, this is what, this is what's important. 
And that, that's been, a, you know, that's been the thing I've enjoyed the most is to say, you know, I don't have to feel bad about it. And I also know that I'm doing those things that are, that are moving me to that, that, that goal too. So it, it's much nicer. The time blocking has been amazing, I think. So. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I, I enjoy it too. I've been doing it for years. And I think it's one of those little things. If you start to apply it slowly, but surely you'll, you'll start to love it and then you'll never go back to not doing it. Yeah. Well, tell people kind of where they can find the course and get started and going through all the things. You've got all the worksheets. I showed some of the worksheets, yeah. I think. You know, you got all the worksheets and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, helpful stuff and videos on how to do it and all those things. Where would people yeah, go for to get sure. that? There's a couple ways. So if there, I'll give you three ways to do it. So if you're interested, you know, just following me on social, go to Grego, G-R-E-G-O underscore 37 on Instagram, send me a message and I can, you know, send you some course information. If you want to watch the free, I, I have a free 30 minute video. Uh, I think it's 30 minutes. It's a free training on like the number one thing that I've done to, you know, increase my productivity. If you want to check that out, go to getgregscourse.com. That's getgregscourse.com. And then the third thing that you could do if you want to, you know, just, just uh, for you to have for free is go to pavetheday.com. And if you go there, it's a free report that I, I created that, that basically gives you like a how to master your day blueprint. And it's a free download, you know, no strings attached there. So those are three ways if you want to kind of get plugged into to my world. I'd be happy to, to serve you and uh, connect with you. And I try my best to put out legit stuff on social every day and just I'm very transparent with everything. I don't hide anything. I talk about the good, bad, and the ugly. And, uh, you know, I just kind of like using Instagram within reason to, to help inspire other people. Maybe if they want to go out and be entrepreneurs or go out and get some freedom in their lives, uh, hopefully I can be a guy who helps them do that. Yeah, it's, well, it's, I, I can tell you it's been, it's tremendously helpful to me uh, just because I'm not tuned into that stuff. And, and you've been sort of tuning this for years and, and all the tools you give is, is really been great. But so you also have a podcast too, Pave the Way podcast. People can check that out too at Pave the Way. Yep. Pave the Way podcast. Pave the that's Way it. podcast. Yeah, yeah, two shows a week. I interview, you know, a lot of, a lot of high achievers. So two shows a week, I think Tuesday, Thursday, we market them. So yeah, if you want to check the show out, go to just Google Pave the Way podcast on iTunes or Spotify. And then, you know, you, you see it, you know, if you, if you like the show, by the way, if you leave a review, it would mean a lot to me. And I'm sure Sean's the same way. If you're like, yeah. if you like Sean's show, if you're getting value from Sean, I've listened to some of his shows. They're awesome. Leave a review for Sean because people who are new to podcasting, the way that you grow the show besides advertising is when people are researching you and they want to see the reviews. So if you like the show today with Sean on this podcast, leave Sean a review and it'll help him tremendously. And it will mean a lot to Sean as a podcaster because that's how you grow shows is with reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. I had to, that. It's so important. <laughs> yeah. I hate asking for that myself. You know, I, you I'm like a, I'm shameless with it. Every show I'm like, if you get value, leave a review. And I, I, I call it out. I'm like, it's a pain in the ass. It's going to take you one and a half minutes. You got to go on your phone. You got to type something in. I know it's terrible. It's like pulling teeth, but please do it. Thanks. Bye. And then they, they leave a review. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I need that too. So we're just kind of getting ours off the ground and it's, it's great, yeah. but well, thanks cool. Greg, man. I appreciate you coming back on. It's always, I always have a really good time when you come in and talk. Uh, I like just, I like just talking to you. So I appreciate you coming on the Likewise. show. Well, I, whenever you want to have me back, I'm, I'm always open to coming on, man. So we can do this whenever you want. And I'm happy to share some value to your audience and I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Well, it, I'm sure it was a tremendous help. I know it's been a help to me. So I'm sure there's somebody out there that got a ton out of it. And I, and I, like I said, I, I appreciate you sharing it. And then uh, 
I will have you back again. We'll find, we'll find some other excuse to get you on the of show. Of course we will. Anytime, my friend. Well, thanks again. I appreciate it. And have, have fun. See ya. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level American Dream. If you would like to learn more about what we talked about today, want to contact the team directly, or interested in passively investing and being a part of our deal room, head over to our website at www.thompsonmultifamilygroup.com. Before you go, please leave a review. Your comments help us create more episodes for you to enjoy.